You are listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our mission is to reconnect Yah's people to the root and truth of his word. We have been called to take Yah's healing to the nations, remove the stumbling block out of the way of his people, and teach as well as model the importance of serving the living Elohim in spirit and in truth. We live by Romans 15 and 4, for whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And the glory, we know nothing can be done without you. Uh, we know that no one can come back to your presence outside of Yahshua. So that will reconcile us back into you who will iron all the wrinkles, uh, who will fix all the debts, will put back all the lost pieces. We thank you for him, his obedience all the way to the end. We pray for forgiveness for those who denounce him, do not believe in him. Their eyes may be opened uh, to Yahshua HaMashiach. He is the salvation that got us across the Red Sea. He is the salvation that was risen from the ground by Yah's righteous hand. He's the same salvation that has ascended to the highest heaven, the throne of the Father, who has been granted all authority and power on earth, in heaven, and under the earth. So we thank you for Yahshua. We thank you for this day, <clears throat> this time. We pray that the hearts may be softened so we can receive the word. We pray that there might be a life-changing uh, day, life-changing experience. The way we came in one way, but we leave another. The power of Shabbat, the power of assembling together. We thank you. We praise your almighty Yah. Be with all the brothers and sisters that are here today and those that are watching via uh, internet. We just thank you and praise you, Yah. Yahshua HaMashiach, let me pray. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> Okay, we're here. <clears throat> I guess I did that last week. I was wondering how that thing got in that bucket. It must have been me. Well, I'll praise the Most High Yah for allowing us to get through another week. Uh, we are here today, being able to assemble together, whether we're here in person or some that are on uh, social media or internet or whatever. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Restoring the branches of ministry. This is a little small vineyard off in the cut of West Tennessee. It's off in the cut. Some of y'all know what that means. It's off in the cut of West Tennessee. A small vineyard, but the goal is to produce a lot of fruit. You don't need a big field to produce a lot of fruit, do you? You know, some folks, love your Uncle Ted ain't had not a piece of land for nothing. That man had more greens and cabbage coming out that little piece of land. All you need is a little hope. They need just a, a little bit of hope. Yahshua said, if your faith was just as a what? Mustard seed. Just got, just got a little bit of faith. Everything will work out for you. Thank you, son. Hallelujah. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Um, Shabbat Shalom to, as we always say, well, really peace and greetings to all the 12 tribes of Israel that are scattered abroad. I ain't make that up. That's what James said in the New Testament. Hmm? To all those that are scattered abroad, peace and shalom to you. Peace and shalom to the brethren that are uh, on the other side. Okay? It's a little different when you come over this side, ain't it? You come on the Shabbat side a little bit more different because everything about the book, or it's supposed to be about the book, okay? But peace and shalom to the brethren that are still on the other side. Our prayer is that you know who Yahshua HaMashiach is, that you can pinpoint him in the scriptures, and that when you read the New Testament, when they say scriptures, they're talking about the Tanakh. Okay? Genesis to Malachi. That's what they're talking about. Those are the scriptures. Um, so our prayers for our Christian brothers uh, to be able to see the more magnificent way. Thank you, son. Thank you back there. To be able to see the more magnificent way. Not saying this way is 100% perfect. It's flaws and everything. But the premises of the scriptures, the premises of the Bible, the premises that the righteous men and women live by, we got to replicate. We have to replicate. So, Peace and shalom to you, as we always say, to the street runner. To the dope dealers. People still gang bang. You know, it's folks my age still gang bang. And they 40, still, still, still banging. Still stacking. You know that. Price on price all still old. <clears throat> The gang bangers and dope dealers, young women and street walkers. They're up all night walking the street. We know what they're walking the street for. I got a report to you, pimp. This word is for you. Because you don't have to live that you don't have to live that life. Someone created a narrative or a lie. That make you think that's how you got to live. And the only way you make money is being in and out of a hotel room. You know that? That's your only worth. The only way you make money. I'll never forget. I'm not going to say the young man name. I got sad saying name. Wasn't uh Elijah. His name was Elijah Muhammad Nadai. From Sudan. Was from Brooklyn. Six foot six basketball player. <clears throat> my one and only time going to New York on a recruiting trip. That was my last time going to New York <clears throat> on a recruiting trip. 
Uh, long story short, signed a young man. He came down to Texas. In the business of college sports, your scholarship is for one year. That school year. You have your exit meeting. And your coaches will have a letter of intent for the next year. And they might give it to you. They might not. It's just how it works. We did not bring Elijah back. I liked Elijah. I wanted to bring him back, but I, I wasn't the boss. Long story short, me and Elijah was talking. I really liked him. He was just African. He was African African. I mean, his skin was black. He was black, black. He was good looking. I mean, built like a brick house. He was Muslim, though. That's all right. That's, that's cool. Well, point being, we were talking one, one day before just school was over. I said, Coach, man, strong New Yorker. Ain't nothing I can do, man. We're going back to the block. I don't know nothing else. This basketball thing ain't work out. I got to go back to the block. I ain't, I, and at that time, only thing, I, only thing I thought that could help these young men was, was hooping. That was my, that was my, you know, that's, that's what I thought. Needless to know. I didn't have to understand that. But our young men's mind is programmed to the ball or uh, a rock, a, a, a crack or pounds of reefer or pills, or hustling. This is all I got. It's like, man, who watered you down? Like, who dumbed you down for you believe it? People believe that. I know all I got to do is step out here. Pull on the other side of the town. This town here in Humboldt. Cross some train tracks. It's jumping over there right now. Don't care if it's a storm or not. Don't care. It's jumping over there. If you friend, you know, you already know what I'm talking about. It's jumping over there, ain't it? Them folks are old, too. But they don't want to believe the report for this book. Somebody's convinced your mind to believe false reports, false narratives. So with all that being said, if you live in a life that you always got to look over your shoulders. You need two and three phones. You got to do all that kind of stuff. It's worth chauffeuring you. Because you ain't got no peace in your life. And you'll never find it. You'll never find it. I get having a gun. But I just got to have a gun on me just because, you know, it's the life I live. And you're not really at peace. So this word really for everybody. Don't want to leave nobody out. With that being said, let's go and get to work. So back to the roots. Uh, finding peace, and I kind of wrestle with this. Finding peace by Yah. Finding peace, you know, with Yah. We gotta find peace through him. He is, in order for us to get from one side to the other side, y'all gotta make a way. 
Does that make sense? If there's something going on in your life and I got to get from this avenue to that avenue and there's a door in the way. Sometimes our prayer is, Yah, open the door. And sometimes we know that we can't get over there unless he opens the door. It's just not possible. Right. Whatever, whatever it could be, could be economics. It could be family, could be health. We have to do this in our pursuit of peace. What is the opposite? The opposite of chaos. War is what? Peace. Shalom. So the world we live in, if you want a good headache, I mean, you want a good one. Sit back, turn on the news, and take the battery out your remote control before you can't change the channel. You have a headache. You have a headache because there's so much chaos. <coughs> Excuse me. There's so much chaos. We are so close to being at war. Unfortunately, they ain't going to tell you nothing. They will tell you nothing until bombs dropping on stop dropping on your head. They ain't gonna say nothing. Oh, uh, LeBron scored fifty. Uh, by the way, Russia's attacking. It'll be something like that. Uh, China real mad. Everybody lock your doors. So we are in a time of chaos. We're a time of war, and the people of God have got to have peace or shalom. And you can't get it on your own. And now, what the world is getting to now is where it is being very decisive on separating God from this world. Is in the world is saying, you know what? We're about this. We're about homosexuality. We're about lesbian. We're we, we about all that stuff. Right. We are about things that are completely abject to the word of God. And we want you people to join us, join the revolution, join the progressive movement, join liberation, because you need to be free. So they make you want to join, have, make choices. So if you don't know the most high, you in a you being tossed to and fro. Hmm? You that leaf in the wind. It's blowing. So in order for us to find peace through Yah, we gotta go back to the roots. I go back to the roots. Fundamentals. Right. Fundamentals. Some of y'all will know this. Some of you will not know this. It's OK. We're going we're gonna to talk you through it. All right. Who that? I remember that movie. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. One of my favorite movies when I was a teenager. Or maybe late college. I don't know. Oh, Adam Sandler. Who a Jew. Supposed to be a Jew. So-called Jew. 
So my favorite act is Carl Weathers. Some brothers played Apollo Creed. You some of y'all grew up on that wrist. Some of y'all know Rock. Some of y'all know Apollo come down there dancing. Apollo Creed. He also played a crooked soldier with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator. I like that movie too. But in this movie, Carl Weathers has a fake hand, number one. But he a golf legend. And somehow, Happy Gilmore, he gone broke. He needs some money. So he got into the golf game, long story short. So he is his mentor, his coach, his teacher, you know, in a way, maybe, I won't say rap. I ain't going to do that to him. But that's who he is to this man. So Carl Weathers used to tell Happy something when it was time to putt. If you ever played golf, you got multiple aspects of golf. You got the long ball. Some people, they cold. Like Tiger Woods, that man cold, that long ball. Some of them jokers get up there. They hips and that torque and bow. That thing about 300 yards. That's three football lengths. A hit thing, gone. But then, they short game ain't right. You know, the. so he used to tell Happy. If you seen the movie where he said, Happy, find your what? You might remember your happy place. Where your happy place? Do you have one? Do you need one? Just ask your neighbor. You got a happy place. Just ask everybody. Ask somebody. You got a happy place. So if we kind of flip this a little bit and look at this from maybe more of a, um, a walk, a walk with the Most High. Right? Have we found peace? Like, have you found peace? And where is peace? Do you know how to get there? Do you know the route? Do you know the number? The address. Can you put it up on your Google Maps? How can you find peace? Let's turn to Romans. Turn to the scriptures. Romans 14. I'll tell you all 15 or 14. Okay, Romans 14. Thank you. You saw my you saw my reaction. She must she must put a finger in it. Yes, she did. She put a finger in it. Made it just right. I always try. Romans 14 and 17, and it reads, For the kingdom of God is not of meat and drink, but righteousness and peace, shalom, and joy in the Ruach HaKodesh, or the Holy Ghost. Right? So in righteousness 
and peace. So in order for the kingdom of God to be within you, there's a, a component of your life that you got to have. It's called peace. And when there's hell all around you, where is your peace? Look at verse, well, uh, stay in Romans, look at 15. Romans 15, and we're going to be in verse 13. Romans 15 and 13. Look what the writer says here. Shaul or Paul. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and what? Peace. In believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Ruach, HaKodesh. So now the God of hope fills you with joy and peace. So someone needs to pour into you peace. So we are dependent. We are um we're the ground and the ground needs water and sunlight and a man with some sense to deal the ground. So we need peace. We need peace. We need God to fill us with peace. The New Testament writers, they had this understanding. I keep hearing these idiots wanting to get rid of the New Testament. You know why? No spirit in you. You a dog. You a devil. You want to live how you want to live. You want to have no standards. I love. Uh, I love uh, Mike Thomas, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's probably really the main reason why I'm a Steelers fan, because of Mike Tomlin. The standard is the standard. I ain't low. I ain't lowering the bar. And when it comes to righteousness, justice, truth, the standard is the standard. I'm not lowering. I don't care about what you try to prove. Have a bunch of women. You can say whatever you want to say. Standard is the standard. You come start, I'm going to try to spread, spread the seed. The stand is the stand. You come and try to manipulate some stuff you want to. The standard is the stand. So you got to find shalom. Okay. All right. So in Romans 1 and 7, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father. And the master, Yahshua HaMashiach. This is this, this, this how they start out the writing, start out the letter to the, to the people, to the brethren in Rome. Ephesians 1 and 2. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Yahshua HaMashiach. Philippians 1 and 2. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father. And from the Lord, Yahshua HaMashiach. 
uh, Philippians 4 and 7, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Messiah, Yahshua. Philippians 4 and 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you. So the New Testament is saying that peace or shalom comes from above. It comes from God. And you, you got to receive it. You got to catch it. We're rod receivers. You ain't got no, you ain't got no nothing about football, but you got to know this. A rod receiver got one job. To catch the what? Catch the ball. That's it. It don't matter. If you can't catch the ball, it's your fault. You're not a wide receiver. So all, we're all wide receivers. We must catch the ball. We got to catch the peace. God going to throw it. He'll throw it long. He'll throw it short. He'll throw it in the middle. He'll get a little handoff. Little jet 45 sweep. I'm going to give you peace. Will you catch it? You know why it's hard for people to catch? Sometimes my eye is on the quarterback. And it just takes one little thing to happen. And I look away. And he throw the ball. And I, I lost my focus. So the adversary is really good at distracting you and keeping you from catching that ball. I mean, catching peace. You hear me? Because he knows that God's going to throw it right on time. You got to run your route. God's expecting you to go 10 yards this way and five yards that way. And he's throwing it. He ain't never lost anyway. He ain't, he ain't said a thing about no interception. It's your fault. Well, I only ran eight yards. Then I remember and I forgot something. And then I went this way. Well, you went short and the wrong way. So you missed your what? Peace. God throwing peace all over the place for you, for us. And we either drop it. We're not there. I'm a little early or a little late. Maybe I'm a little early. What's that phrase? Jump the gun. And he ain't hiked the ball yet. You know, I took off running. So we have to catch the peace because the most high God is going to deliver it to us. We got to catch it. I was growing up. You couldn't catch none. They said, man, you got butterfingers. Hmm. Got butterfingers. Can't catch nothing. <clears throat> Remember when I was I get mad at my son a little bit, but he get it fair. They have trouble catching balls sometimes. Well, I was like that. I remember Coach Grant pulling me out of the game. He said, Boy, you can't catch a cold in the morning with no shirt on. I couldn't make no excuse. I mean, put Terrence, Terrence is throwing crazy bounce passes and stuff. Put spinning the ball and stuff. Just throw me the ball. 
But then you couldn't, you can't make no excuse. We got to be able to catch the peace. Don't let it fall through your hands. God going to throw it to you, but will you be where you need to be so that you can receive it? Okay, 2 Corinthians 13 and 11. So these verses we just read in Romans and this slide right here, uh, uh, primarily Paul is letting the people know that importance of peace and it's necessary that you acquire it. You need it. That you cannot walk, you cannot live, you cannot prosper, you cannot grow, you cannot learn, you cannot develop, you cannot do anything if you don't have what? Peace or shalom. You can't. Second Corinthians 13 and 11. Hallelujah, if you're there. Finally, brethren, the end of the letter, farewell, be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in what? Peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Once again, when it's chaos, and hell going on all around me, the God of peace is with me. But if I'm not catching it, I'm not receiving it, then you know what? I don't have it. I don't have it. And there's some things you can fake the funk on, but Shalom ain't one of them. You hear me? There's stuff you can fake the funk on, but peace this is not, it's just not, you cannot fake not having peace. You got to have it. It's chaos all around you. And if I'm not full of shalom or peace, I become part of the chaos. You understand? Colossians 3 and 15. Colossians third chapter 15 verse and let the peace of God rule in your what heart to the which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. See, it's hard to be thankful and it's hard to be even killed and balanced and stable if I'm not peaceful. It's supposed to be wild around us. It's supposed to be that way. I'm unfortunate. We're supposed to be the beacons of light. We're supposed to be the little wells where people can draw water out of. We're supposed to be the little storehouses full of bread. So it should be chaos around us. But if we're full of peace or shalom, okay, that keeps us from being a part of the problem and being maybe the only solution. 
the chaos around us might not accept it. Not your deal. Not your deal. You have to have peace because what happens is people get really in trouble. They know where to go. You know, I say that because when you're really in trouble, you know where to go. Push come to shove. Get people really in trouble. They'll come to you because you are a place of what? Peace. If you don't have it, they don't see it. And is it fair that you can't fire off like other folks fire off? Is it fair? No, it's not fair. It's not right. I got you. I like to be like that, too. But the standard is the standard. The standard is always the standard. All right, Second Peter, first chapter. I really like this one. I like all of them. <coughs> Second Peter, one and two. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Through the what? Knowledge of God. And of Yahshua, your master. So if I want peace, a part of the premise of me gaining peace and developing peace and being at the right place when God throws me a peace ball is that I must be multiplied or grow in the knowledge of God. Ain't that something? Mm. Well, then what is peace? Hmm? What is peace? Right. Shalom. Right, we know that. Shalom. Hebrew word. Shalom. Shen Lamet. Vavo. Mem. Mem Sofit. Built from the word Shalom. Shalom. Of all the things you can say, peace. and so, To be complete. So if I am peaceful or if I have shalom, one Hebrew example or derivative or picture is me being complete. So when we talk about being tamim or perfect, a part of my perfection or completion is having what? Shalom. Because if I have peace... I can be complete. That makes sense. I know sometimes we talk about shalom, there's no peace, and how are you, my brother, and how are you, my sister, Shabbat. Yes, correct. But completeness, soundness, to be solid, used to be a commercial. Solid as a rock. What was that? Some kind of insurance or something. Some, there was a song. Okay. Who? Deodorant, deodorant, deodorant. Okay. Okay. Must be something I must have bought there. I must, I must, yeah, I need that. I need to be complete. <laughs> so in Genesis 15, we have this 
most high, telling Abraham, but thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in good old age. So he tells him, Ve'atah, uh, Tavo, El, Avecha, uh, Bashalom, that I'm telling you that you will go uh, with your fathers, and you'll be in or be with peace. And technically, you can go because you're what? Complete. Because when you've done your, when you've done what I've, when you've done what I've put you on earth to do, Abraham, when it's time for you to go to your fathers, you will be in Shalom or you'll be complete. Took him a while to get that though, didn't it? Right? It was some time. <laughs> so it gives us hope because he worked with him. He worked with him. So may the God of mercy and truth also work with us. Ain't that right? So this built from the word shalom. Shalom. And this word gets really good. Shalom means not just peace, but that you're in the covenant of peace. You're in agreement to be peaceful. You're in agreement to be in a covenant of peace. See, sometimes we be in a covenant of peace, we tear up that peace treaty. Whatever. So, and then we lose our shalom. We lose it. Because we did what? We tore up the covenant of peace. And the people around us, they might be not in the same covenant that we're in. Not, not God's problem. That's a you issue. That means maybe I need to change my company. If I'm constantly tearing up my peace treaty... And God, like, I got to throw him some more shalom? I just threw him a 9,000-yard pass? Did he catch it? Andrew reports back, no, master. He dropped it. Well, how did he drop it? He was distracted. How was he distracted? The internet. So we find ourselves, we're supposed to be in a covenant of peace. And nations be at war, and there's a treaty of something, and they sign the papers. And then they say, you know what? I hate you. To heck with it. Tear up the peace treaty, and we're back at war. And that's us. Why, why, why do I got to always be at peace? Why why I got to be the peaceful one? Because the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob never sleeps or slumbers. But he watches over his people. And he fights for them day and what? Night. So I fight for you. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah, but Joseph went away for a long time. 
There's no way you can say, yeah, I didn't fight for him. And he didn't fight for all of Israel. That's how he operates. If Joseph broke his coming of peace at any time, it wouldn't have worked, would it? Because he was the only one that could go down to Egypt that had what? Shalom. He was the only one. So to behold, the uh, county lexicon, to behold, to be sound, to be safe. Um, so the idea of shalom and shalom is being the coming of peace, but also being complete. Okay. So question. Do you have, after looking at this, do you have shalom? Don't, don't, don't just ask this to, to your own self. You just look at your three options. Three options. You just ask yourself, do you have shalom? Have you found peace through God? Yes, no, maybe. Hmm? Turn to Matthew 11. Matthew 11. I mean, starting verse 25. Hallelujah to be able to read this with a new sense of understanding. All right. You're joining us and you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. We spent the last couple of weeks or so um, talking about Jesus or Yahshua, the rabbi, the man. Why he talked as he talked and he talked as other first century rabbis. He went through a rigorous school system because he loved the word of God. He loved the written Torah and he also loved the oral Torah, which you had to memorize it. Um, but that's a, a video from last week. So if you like or subscribe, you, you know, you got access to them. You know, you got to you like or subscribe. I'm sure you'll see it from the last couple of weeks. We did a good little series on it, uh, but to y'all the glory. But in Matthew 11, verse 25, it reads, at that time, Yahshua answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent has revealed them into babes. Even though, <coughs> even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight, all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke, take my interpretation, take my teaching upon you so that you can learn. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your nephesh. So Yahshua is saying, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Yahshua is saying that my teaching my interpretation, this new doctrine, if you take it, you'll find what you need. Rest for your souls. But you got to take it. You got to put it on. 
You can't halfway, you know, it's like you just can't go through like, this beautiful buffet. You got to get that little bitty little toy spoon. You're sampling. You got to you know you got to sound and eat. You can't go through and just be just getting you got you got to sound and eat. So you have to take on the yoke of Yahshua, the teacher, the rabbi, the Messiah, the divine one. So that we can learn, because remember, peace is multiplied by knowledge of who God through Messiah. So if you want more, if there's more hell around you, you need more peace. And I can't get it if I'm not learning about God. So the language is beautiful, it's poetic, but it brings you back to you got to be taught. Yirmiyahu, give me Yirmiyahu 6 16. I just like saying that two times back to back. Mm hmm, you know what it is. Thus says Yah, uh -huh. stand ye in the way and see. And ask for the old path. Mm -hmm. Where is the good way? Yeah. And walk therein. Uh-huh. And ye shall find rest for your souls. You'll find what? Rest for your souls. You'll find what? Rest for your souls. Mm. But they said, mm. we will not walk therein. We will not. So wherever this rest is, or wherever this peace is, I'm not going. Just put that in your back of your put that in your purse or your back pocket. Put it somewhere. But whatever, wherever it is, I ain't going there. I ain't going. Okay? So the power of peace. <laughs> there is a power of peace. We cannot have peace without rest. I'll say it again. You cannot have peace without rest. You cannot rest without peace. You hear me? You cannot have peace without rest, but you cannot rest without peace. There's power in that. I love this picture. Look at that crazy water. First thing I say is, that's why I don't get out there. That's the first thing I say. That's why I ain't getting no boat. Ask them. They already know. I don't know. I don't do it. We look over here. <coughs> oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's peaceful. <clears throat> so the power of peace. Turn to Genesis. We first came into the kind of more messianic Hebraic way. We kind of broke away from what we knew as just Sunday Christianity. I'll never forget it. Brad Scott says, anytime you want to answer, go to Genesis. No matter what it is, go to Genesis. Let's look at Genesis 1 and 24. We're going to read that, bub. We show live. You ain't ready to read that, man. As soon as you read, I'm, I'm going to put you to work. As soon as you start putting them consonants and stuff down, I'm going to say, Ruel, read. He, as long as you can say thee, 
That's going to be his first verse. One-on-one. In the beginning. Good job, son. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus, yeah. Um, Genesis 1 and 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind, the cattle and the creeping thing, the beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind, everything that creeps on the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let us make man in our own image in our after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing upon the earth so God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them and God blessed them and said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over every other living thing that moved upon the earth God said behold I have given you every herb bearing seed which is on the face of all the earth every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you, it shall be meat. And every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to every creeping thing upon the earth wherein there is life, I've given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good in the evening and the morning on the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. On the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made, and he rests on the seventh day, from all his work which he had made, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. So when we look at the sixth day to the seventh day for Genesis 1 and 24, to we'll just say Genesis 2 and 3, we see that rest was obviously for man, but we also see that rest was for all of creation. That everything was supposed to get a Shabbat, to get a ceasing, to stop. So that rest is from the Most High, it's from God, and it's for creation. So this is something like almost a gift, <coughs> a treasure here for you. You know, we do sometimes when somebody try to give us something or offer some. No, 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 I'm good. I'm straight. I'm good. I'm straight. I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So God did this amazing work stopped, admired it, looked at it, rested. And he said, hey, all of creation, let's just enjoy the view, man. Let's just enjoy. This is awesome. Now, I want you to do this with, with me. And this is for you. That was like, like a housewarming gift. Brand new house and a them shows and my DIY shows. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Excuse me. They, they made the folks house and, you know, you waiting for them to come back. They got this, got the music playing and all that stuff and got a housewarming gift in their form. 
the sanctification of the seventh day is a housewoman gift. Let's follow creation. Genesis 1 through 2 is a perfect example of the perfect utopia. Okay. And this utopia or this, this, it was consolidated with Shabbat. So this beautiful creation was ended or was sealed with what? Shabbat. Now, so with that being said, I know you got different kind of years and leap years and all this kind of stuff. So each year approximately has 52 weeks in the year. So that means we have 52 opportunities to get a small sample of that perfect utopia. We get a 52 chances to taste the goodness of Yah on that Shabbat. Because we know that he set it apart and he sanctified it. That he made this special. And even though we had the sin and the fall and the serpent and Adam and Eve and sin and Cain and Abel and murder and flood, we had all the stuff happen. He's so good that on this specific time, it's a miniature microcosm of how it used to be and how good it was. Thank you, son. My baby boy. My favorite youngest son. You never mess up saying that. My favorite oldest boy. My favorite middle boy. My favorite baby boy. Never go wrong with that. <laughs> no, he won now. Um, so we have 52 opportunities to kind of recreate how it used to be. One point, man saw the perfect utopia on a Shabbat. And we get 52 opportunities just to kind of glimpse, just get a, just a, a, a miniature of what it used to be. You ever seen people, and maybe was um, married or separated or whatever, and maybe they get with somebody new or something, and, but they keep going back to that first love. Keep going back to how it used to be. Well, there was a relationship between the creator and creation. And it got uh, contaminated. It got defiled. And he said, I want to leave something with my creation so that they can always remember how it used to be. Our Shabbat, our seventh day Sabbath, our Shabbat is an opportunity to see how it what used to be. He left that for you. Do we take advantage? We get about 52 of them. How many do we squander? Huh? You come in here. Shabbat Shalom. Been in the car, you're fighting with your husband or wife. Fighting that morning. Huh? 
I guess I'm the only one. Hmm? This is why David and him write about the joy of going up to the house of the Lord. To not let anything interfere with catching my peace. Tiptoe. Tiptoe. Don't let nothing interfere with catching that peace. So now we talk about our foundation. This will get a little personal. Okay. Shabbat, Sabbath, was not just a foundation for Israel. It was a foundation for all of creation. Because it was the seal or the finality of creation. So we got to realize our foundation is off. For X amount of years in your life, those 52 Sabbaths, you squandered them year after year after year after year, 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 year. Year, 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 year. You know, how I many every, every years you are, old you are, right? So with the exception of some of these kids, this is all they know. But for some of us, our foundation was off because we built, right? We built off of Sunday, which isn't right. So our foundation automatically, so it's the wrong day of worship, pagan idolatry, right? So we got to tear down what has been built. We got to be willing to tear down everything, right? And then the ground is imbalanced because it wasn't Shabbat ground. It wasn't sanctified seventh day built from this, but it was lumpy, clumpy, stumpy, you know, Eurocentric, Egyptian, uh, Indian. It was all this stuff mixed up. And then you built off that. So we got to be willing to tear down and flatten out the land, i.e. our heart. We got to build from a new foundation. First Corinthians three. First Corinthians three. No, it's just starting eight. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For it labors together with God, you are God's husbandry, you are God's building. He's trying to build a spiritual house. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, another buildeth thereon. Let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. So we got to tear down what has been built up in our life. Trust me, you know, 
Like our last Christmas was what? 2009-ish, eight. But I had like uh, 28 of them prior. Right, so you just all of a sudden just Rodokin, you know, and it, it just is not—it's just not how it is. There were twenty-eight of them. So, the foundation, the frames, everything's got to be torn down. It's got to be demoed, and then I got to be willing to do the hard stuff and smooth that land out, smooth it out, and then rebuild. That's what Paul's talking about here. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Yah. So now my new foundation is Yahshua, Jesus, who is the Lord of Shabbat, right? And as we see, he was a great teacher on Shabbat. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, Every man work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. So if you add anything to the foundation, we just looked at Genesis one and two. You add anything to that that is not of Messiah, but is of this world, it will be burnt up and destroyed. So teachers and preachers are in trouble. Me, great dude. I got you. But are you adding to the foundation? Are you adding leaky pipes, crooked windows? We went all through the temple stuff. Most I was like to the to the to the to the to the sockets and the bolts and 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 this is Brad <laughs> 50 lockets of silver and, and man, detailed. 13, every man's work should be made manifest for the day shall declare because it should be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work with every man's work. And if any man's work abide which he had built upon, he shall receive reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Minister, give me Hebrews 5, 8 through 14. Hebrews 5, 8 through 14. Mm -hmm. It says, but God commanded his love toward us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. Much more than being now justified by his blood, mm -hmm. we shall be saved through wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Mm. Uh, what did you say, stop? 14. 14. And not only and not only so, but we also join in God through our Lord Yahshua HaMashiach, by whom we have not received the atonement, mm. by whom we have now received the atonement. Mm -hmm. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world mm. and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men mm. for that all have sinned. for until the law sin was in the world. 
but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Mm. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgressions, who is the figure of him that was to come. Mm. Hebrews 5, 8 through 14. No, Hebrews 5. It was good, but. Somebody need to hear that. The spirit. The spirit. <laughs> the angel's like, no, you read this, brother. Read this right here. My bad. Okay. Hebrews 5, mm-hmm. 8 through 14. Mm-hmm. All right. There, through he were a son, though he were a son, yet mm-hmm. learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Mm. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation mm. to all them that obey him. Mm. Called all of them that what? Obey him. So we got to be willing to have our foundation change. Because our foundation off now. You hear me? Go ahead. Called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Mm. For for when for the time ye ought be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Because see, folks got to be taught again. But some people teach and they shouldn't be teaching. I ain't said they did. So if you're not teaching the oracles or the raw principles like this right here. Just the raw principles. Right. Sabbath, seventh day sanctified right you have to build off that mm-hmm. right you can't build off of another day it doesn't make any sense go ahead son and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat because they need milk because they're babies now we all got to be born again mm-hmm. and we have to go through this problem but we but now understanding the school system you got to be born again you got to go back to school. Huh? You got to go back to school. You got to go back to school. Right? You just can't, uh, we talk about the mountain, you just can't get elevated to the top. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to climbing up the mountain. Go ahead, son. For everyone that, that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, mm. for he is a babe. He a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their sense exercised to discern both good and evil. Mm. Have mercy. So are you willing to have a demo done? Hmm? That demo. Ready to have a demolition done? To tear down all that stuff, all the structure, you got to tear it down. That's all the way over. Okay, it's all right. Ain't nothing wrong with it. We got to have the foundation done over. Okay, our foundation's off. Right. So remember, we talked about this. We looked at uh, Hashem was the master builder back in the summer. We talked about how. When you're building a found or building something, the ground can't be like that. See, it ain't even. And that's what happens with, you know, misinterpretation of the scriptures and then building off of a misinterpretation that the foundation ain't what? Even. Right. This thing's got to be smoothed out. 
right? We all seen that thing, stuff Miss Bev and Miss Linda use when they hang and stuff and trying to make sure stuff is what? Level or even. What's that called? What's that technically called? The leveler. All the women knew. Men, we know nothing. <laughs> we got to get our game up, fella. I was like, the, the yellow thing with holes in it and green juice in it. What is that called? <laughs> So the leveler is used to make sure the ground is level. Right? That's what a spirit is supposed to level us out. Because our ground, our heart got to be level. So the word of the Lord can be built off your heart. It's got to be on level ground. Right? So we got to start our way over. We'll start our way over. Let's look closer at Genesis and creation. And to do that, we're going to turn to Exodus 31. Turn to Exodus 31 quickly. Daddy daycare. I remember them days now. Daddy daycare. Exodus 31 and 12, and it reads, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak thou to the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbath you shall keep. It is a sign between me and you. Freeze. It's a sign between me and you. Just off of the visual per perception in here, people don't want the what? Sign. But remember, Yahoo 6 and 16. Walk in the old path, you'll find rest for your souls. And we will not walk in it. And wherever the rest is, shalom is. So Shabbat is a sign between me, you, and generations forever. And they said, we're not walking back. We're not walking that way. Whatever you offer, and I don't want it. Whenever you throw the ball, I ain't going to catch it. What if I throw it on Shabbat? What if I throw your peace bomb every Shabbat? I'm going to throw it every Sabbath. I'm throwing you peace. Every Sabbath, I'm throwing it. 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 Yeah. The angels come back. He ain't catch it. She ain't catch it. He ain't catch it. She ain't catch it. Why not? They weren't in service. Or the head was messed up. Or uh, 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 whatever. They said they ain't want it. Verse 14. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore it is holy unto you. But he said that in the beginning. So we kind of already knew that. Everyone that follows shall be put to death, for whoever doth any work therein, the soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days no work be done, but the seventh is the, sub, the Sabbath of rest. Holy to the Lord, whosoever doeth any work on the Sabbath day, he will be put to, put to death. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat to observe the Sabbath throughout the generations for a perpetual covenant. He said it again. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel 
forever. For six days, here we go. I'm back in creation. So after he said the second time, he said, for in six days, the Lord made the heaven <coughs> and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Wait a minute. He was refreshed. The Lord was tired. Baby said, no way. Who <laughs> said, I don't believe it. So he was refreshed. So refreshed is the Hebrew word, nefash. And nefash means, uh, well, the nefal means to take a breath, to refresh oneself, uh, to breathe, to be breathed on. So think about that word nefash, to breathe, to take a breath, to get a fresh breath, Right, it's hot, it's hot, and you step outside to get a fresh breath of air. Right? Someone talking too fast, talking too, talking too fast. Hey, man, come in, slow down, catch your breath. Okay? You, you breathe, just hey, calm down, just relax. Inhale, take a deep breath. Nafash. That's what that means. So it says that he was refreshed. Okay? Interesting. Now, what is soul in Hebrew? Nefesh. You gotta be quicker now. Okay. Nefesh. So nefesh is built from what? Nefesh. Now, think about this. Nefesh, breathing to be refreshed. And then Nefesh, soul. Was Yah alone on that first Shabbat? Who was with him? Man, all of creation. Oh. So someone needed a fresh breath. Someone needed to be refreshed. But it wasn't Yah. It was who? Needs a fresh breath to be refreshed. We're to follow the pattern or the design. The designer set up a design to on the seventh day, you can get a fresh breath. Now, the designer that we know of, he doesn't need oxygen to breathe. He is a consuming fire. He is the invisible. He is this, the, the wind of the wing, the wings of the wind. He is there, but not there. He is the voice in a, in a, in a storm. So who needed to be refreshed? We do. And Yahshua said, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I'll provide you rest for your souls. And he's repeating Jeremiah 6 and 16. And they said, we will not go in the year 2021. We will not come to Shabbat because that's what the refreshing is. That's what a fresh breath is. You run your six days. And then you need to catch your breath. 
You need to be refreshed. You need to catch some peace because them six days were hard. So this is the rest for your souls. But I don't come to Shabbat or I do come and I'm not spiritually engaged. I'm not mentally engaged. Well, then can I acquire rest? Can I acquire peace? Has now Shabbat become a burden? We get that. Exodus 23 and 12. It'll be more make more sense right here. Exodus 23 and 12. Six days shalt thou do thy work, and on the seventh day thou shalt rest. Who? This is how you know it's creation. Thine ox, thine ass, may rest, the son of thy handmaid, and the stranger may be refreshed. Weren't the cattle on the sixth day created with man? That you may be refreshed. Romans 15 and 30. Uh, Jeremiah 15 and 30, son. Romans 15 and 30 through 32. Come on, son. Other brother, give us Romans 4. I'm sorry, Hebrews 4, minister 1 through 12. Hebrews 4, 1 through 12. Romans 15, 30 through 32. Mm -hmm. Now I beg you, brethren, through Yeshua, Messiah, mm -hmm. through the love of me in the Ruach, that you strive together with me in prayers to Elohim for me, that I may deliver those from those in Judea mm -hmm. who do not believe that my service in Jerusalem shall be accepted to the saints, mm. that I came to you with the joy by will of your Elohim mm -hmm. and may be refreshed together it with you. may be what? Maybe re refreshed together with you. Mm. So, we talk about the hustle and bustle of the six days and then you got to get refreshed. Now, Shaul is about to get killed. They're trying to kill him. So he's saying because of the brethren, the camaraderie, the one mind, the assembling, the power of assembly of like minds. I hope this is refreshing. Hebrews 4, 1 through 12, brother. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Entering to his what? Rest. Mm. <clears throat> For unto us was the gospel preached, yes, as well as unto them by the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, mm -hmm. as I have sworn in my wrath, mm. if thy shall enter into my rest, yes, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. From the what? Foundation of the world. From the what? From the foundation of the world. So from the foundation. 
So from the foundation of creation, there was rest engaged. It was made. It was created. It was established. So this is why we got to tear down some stuff. And we got to smooth out all the Sunday. I ain't trying to be ugly. Smooth out all the Sunday. Smooth out everything that is Holy Roman Empire. Smooth out everything that take you back to ancient Egypt. Canaan. Babylon. Sumer. America. Smooth all that mess out. And start over. And build on that foundation. Go ahead, son. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. On the what day? On the seventh day. On the what day? On the seventh day. And that's in the New Testament. But once again, you want to be a teacher. And you a baby. And you need milk. You got to start all the way over. I ain't say it. Book of Hebrews said it. Go ahead, son. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. Uh Uh-huh. And God did rest the seventh day. He from did all, He did rest the seventh day from all of his works. Mm. And in this place again, if yeah. I shall enter into my rest. Yes. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein. Mm. And they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. All right there. So rest is used to signify the seventh day Shabbat, but also the promise of going into the land of Canaan. We see that mm-hmm. a lot of them died. Moses didn't get to go. Aaron didn't get to go. Miriam didn't get to go. None of their cousins got to go. All of them, that whole generation died. They did not get the promise or the what? Rest. So if I do not engage in the 52 opportunities to rest and find peace, then how will I get to go into the greater peace? Not going. Of the new promise of a greater covenant, how do I get to how do I get to engage in that? Book clear, you can't. Your foundation off. And when the truth is presented, you gotta be willing to go through the demo. Go ahead, son. Again, he limited a, he limited a certain day, saying in David, today, after so long a time, as it is said today. If ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Yes. For if Yahshua had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. Hold a second. Someone said, come unto me, all you that are tired. And there's rest for you. But the people said, I don't want that kind of rest. And I ain't going. Go ahead, son. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Mm. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, yes. as God did from his. Yes. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, yes. that any man fall after the example of unbelief. Yes. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, yes. piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Mm. Hallelujah. Okay. So, wrap this up here pretty quick. Peace equates to rest. Rest is your seventh day Sabbath. For sure, God is throwing peace bombs to you when? On Shabbat.
He just keep he just keep throwing them. Whether or not you're there, or you're not there, or whether you are there, but your mind ain't right, because we're distracted. I don't care about that. Joseph was distracted, but his servant did his job. We get that. Certainly, got to do their job. Now, in Acts eight, we're getting into the building of the church of these assemblies. I'm kind of fast through some of these. Eight and three, well, eight and two. It's after the death of Stephen. And after devout men carried Stephen to his burial, they made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women committed them to prison. Therefore, they were scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching the word. Went everywhere preaching the word, preaching the word. Let's turn to Acts 13 quickly. The great Acts is a great. Right here, we're going to look at where the brothers from Africa, from the Cyrene of Africa, and one brother they called Niger. He was so dark. Barnabas and prophets and teachers. That's the point for today. But they went and they were teaching, they were preaching, and so on and so forth. And verse 14 says, When they departed from Perga, they came into Antioch, into Poseidon, and went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath day, and sat down. What happened when they sat down? Verse 15. And after the reading of the Torah and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. So they read whatever readings were prescribed that day in the law and the prophets. You know, like how we do, we have our Torah class. And then they say, if you have exhortation, continue. You say, I didn't make that up. They had Torah class and preaching. I didn't make that up. Acts 13, 14. So if I'm to grow in my, if I'm to multiply my peace, I got to get what? Knowledge of God. Well, how do I get knowledge of God? The law and the prophets. And then exhortation, expounding, explaining, illuminating the word so that I can what? Grow. And when does this happen? On the Sabbath day. Stay in 13. They were so fired up. On verse 42, when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached again on the next Sabbath. Now, when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the entire city together to hear the Word. How much peace was caught that day? Acts 15 and 21. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogue 
every Sabbath. Acts 18. Looking at... Uh, Apollo, not saying Apollo. 18 and 4. Just had to go back and read these, read the chapters. We go back and read chapters on you uh, 18 and 4. And he reasoned in a synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Verse 11, he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. When? Every Sabbath. <clears throat> Shabbat. <coughs> Good. Was set apart in the beginning. Holy. Set apart. For man to be refreshed. You cannot have peace if you don't have Shabbat. You can't have it. You would not have peace if you don't have Shabbat. If Shabbat is not the highlight, when I say highlight, I mean the highlight. It has to be the highlight of your week. Because this is the day that you're going to catch some peace. This is the day you get a fresh breath. They got COVID, uh, Amarion now. The new strand of Marion. They got all this stuff. And all this stuff is geared toward taking your what? Breath. To where you can't breathe. So if I believe in God, if I want to breathe better, walk better, live better, I need to be in the house of God on the Sabbath day. Because all of the righteous men and women did so before me. And God expects obedience how do you know because he wanted well yashua was obedient all the way to what death so this is a day the yah is made but this is a day that yah ceased and rested he ceased and rested and that he wanted creation he wanted man to be able to be refreshed he wanted man to be renewed we need to be resuscitated. This is the day because this world will take your what? Breath from you. People who are opposed to the world will take the what? Breath from you. They'll take it from you. And you need someone to give you some CPR. So on Shabbat day, Yahshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, if that's what you call him, he gives you CPR on this day. But you know what you got to do to get CPR? You got to lay it down, baby. You got to submit. You got to lay it down. You got to lay it down to get CPR. He can't give you CPR while you're standing up. He can't give you CPR while you're running away. He can't give you CPR while you're trying to contemplate. Look, he said, come on to me, all those who are heavy laden. You are tired and I need rest for my soul. Got to get to a point where I don't let the world steal my breath. 
So the world trying to take your breath. And God, from the very beginning, from the very creation, from foundation, he's like, I want to help you breathe. So I want to help you breathe. Need prayer today. I wish more people was here. Sometimes I have it in my notes. When I'm going over stuff, if I get the unction, I get the feeling, altar call. If you need prayer today for whatever it is, but if you need prayer for to be able to breathe, if you need prayer because you want to have more peace, need prayer because it's not multiplying in my life. Part of it is not enough knowledge of God. Knowledge of God helps us have peace and multiplies. If you need prayer, we'll pray for you. Thank you for listening to Restoring the Branches Ministries. Our website is www.restoringthebranches.org. We're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also email us at restoringthebranches at gmail.com. Shalom.